0: Welcome to Inside the Rope, the podcast where we speak to the leading minds in wealth management. I'm your host, David Clark, and I'd like to kick off by wishing you all a very safe and relaxing holiday period. In this episode, I'm speaking with Justin Boris, a name that will be familiar to many of you. Justin is the founder and chief investment officer of IBEX Investors. You'll recognize his name as we've spoken about the IBEX Israel strategy With our listeners in the past. This is a strategy that invests in both listed and unlisted Israeli companies, many of whom are technology focused. I touch base with Justin and we talk about 2020 and how COVID affected the portfolio, which has actually been quite an opportunity for them. The fund has returned 13.4% to the year ending November, which gives it a compound annual growth rate of 16.87% since inception, which was back in 2012. Those numbers are in US dollars, so Australian investors will need to adjust. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Please, I encourage people to recognise that this is not designed, nor is it specific investment advice, and people are encouraged to listen to the disclaimer at the end of the podcast and seek any advice before making any investments. Please, keep your Feedback coming, you can email me at david.clark at codacapital.com. I hope you and your family have a safe holiday period. Enjoy the podcast. Justin, welcome to Inside the Road.
1: Thanks for having me, David. It's always uh, fun to be here.
0: Yeah, great to have you back. Um, Doing it via Zoom and I can see you've got lots of snow over there in the background, which is good. I hope you guys are faring okay through this uh, difficult time. How are things over there?
1: it's not probably as great as it is in australia we're we're in our winter there's a lot of snow so that means it's uh it's uh gets starts getting dark right about after lunch uh we have our shortest day of the year just coming up in a few days uh and most uh restaurants are closed most stores are closed <laughs> so it's about as you can imagine it is but uh the good news is the vaccine is starting to roll out so we're hoping uh this is uh, the darkest before the die.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. Um, I've got you back on today, and this is, I think, probably the third time uh, on the pod. So thanks for doing that. Um, and of course, we've talked reasonably extensively in the past with regard to the Israel strategy. Um, maybe we can kick off. How, how has the uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, affected the US investment? Oh, sorry, the Israel investment? And and how has things been on the ground in Israel?
1: Yeah, so uh, in the spirit of uh, rather to be lucky than good. um, uh, And I and I don't want to discount the tremendous personal toll the pandemic has taken on so many people and businesses. From a purely Israeli perspective, for us, It's been quite positive. Uh, Israel is a country that is literally locked down to foreign investors. So we have a team in Israel, but had we not had a team right now, we'd really be in trouble because we would not be able to get to Israel and visit with our companies and and spend time with them. Um, So you have a dynamic where you have 6,000 or so startups in Israel that many of them need to raise capital. You have no foreign investors that are able to get into the country and you have uh, existing uh, funds in Israel, many of which are just focused on their existing portfolios. So it's created quite an opportunity where uh, so many companies in Israel need to raise capital and there's just not a a lot of supply of funds that can deploy it right now it's hard to make a multi-million dollar investment over a Zoom call. You really wanna be visiting companies, speaking to many employees uh, and doing on the ground due diligence. And uh, fortunately we have a team that is able to do that.
0: And have you seen any particular trends uh, or areas of focus for your team on the ground there? Yeah, so, Uh, And again,
1: uh, just coincidentally, Israel is very good at cybersecurity. About 25% of the world's cyber comes from Israel. So it's a tiny little country, but uh, is really a superpower when it comes to cybersecurity. That obviously has been in the news recently and uh, only becoming more and more uh, important. Uh, And then a lot of the other technology, the enterprise software, uh the autonomous technology the drone technology the ag tech f- food tech um all those technology companies uh that uh, are really booming in israel uh the work at home environment where we all have probably friends or uh members of our family that we thought geez they'll never order groceries online or 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 books or whatever it is online and here they're using zoom they're Ordering from Amazon, they're doing things, and I think we've accelerated the timeline uh, for a lot of these kind of companies by about ten years. And Israel is really at the forefront of of, of a lot of the guts of the technology, whether it's the enterprise software, uh, the semiconductor, uh, or uh, some of these other technologies that enable the work at home uh, or autonomous environment, and. Uh, We've been very fortunate in that regard.
0: And Justin, is it becoming crowded to get exposure to those type of investments, or is it something you're still able to negotiate terms and and, and get into the companies that you want to at the moment?
1: Yeah, it, it, and again, it's another function of when when a country is locked down, as Israel is, no foreign investors can physically get there. Um, So it might otherwise be crowded where everybody's waking up to cyber and enterprise software and be flooding the market, Um, but uh, very few firms outside of Israel actually have a team there uh, that can meet with these companies, do do, due diligence with these companies and otherwise. So, uh, in fact, we've seen valuations 50, 70, 80% less uh, than pre-pandemic even though many of these companies are really booming. Uh, so it's a really interesting dynamic uh, where valuations are going down at the same time, uh, business has never been better for for many of these companies.
0: Now, staying with the discussion we've been having on of the unlisted portion of the portfolio, I think you may have flagged, although you may not be able to speak about it, but you might be able to give us some level of update that there was an exit or an exit is on the cards. Um, how's that progressing? Yeah, we had a a modest exit in November. We
1: haven't announced the the name of the company yet. I can say it was in the cyberspace. Uh, It was a secondary transaction where a group of outside investors were willing to pay somewhere upwards of 50% premium to the uh, previous rounds pricing. So we took an opportunity to uh, take some chips off the table It was a small investment for us, so it it was never going to have an outsized impact on the fund. Uh, But there's so many other opportunities right now uh, where we could take uh, modest exits both on the listed side and the unlisted side. Uh, We've chosen to do so uh, because we think we can redeploy that capital and really uh, get great opportunities. Um, We compare the environment today uh, like, uh, coming out of the global financial crisis in 2008, 2009, those were some of the best performing funds in a generation and probably 90% of it was they just happened to have cash, uh, at the right time. And so we have a lot of cash right now and, and trying to take as advantage of as many opportunities as we can.
0: And what's the performance on the, and experience being on the listed side Uh, throughout 2020? Uh, It's been really uh, solid. I don't have the uh,
1: uh, up-to-date figures, but it's somewhere well in the double digits. Uh, I believe as we speak, the Aviv stock exchange is still around flattish or even down on the year. Uh, So many Israeli listed companies haven't gotten the memo uh, that the NASDAQ is on fire and a lot of technology stocks are on fire. Uh, We think that's actually an opportunity because uh, uh, we think a lot of these companies should fetch uh, some of the similar types of valuations that of their US counterparts. And what I've, what I've always noticed is if financial investors aren't proper, properly valuing public companies, eventually a strategic investor or a competitor will come around and possibly acquire those companies. So eventually you will get those valuations. It just may not be from the financial investors. So we see it's a great opportunity to be in an exchange that still is flattish or even down on the year um, because a lot of the companies are thriving. It just hasn't been recognized by investors.
0: I think that's an excellent point. One of the things that we've been grappling with back here is particularly looking at a lot of the US tech companies, which have just been remarkable post-COVID and the performance of those numbers is just sort of eye-popping. And some of the valuations, when you add them up, um, you know, th- they have to really execute perfectly for you know a whole bunch of years for those valuations to reflect anything that we think is in the realms of being able to be justified. Um, I, so are you saying that the valuations of both the public and the private companies in Israel are still in comparison, um, you know, much more realistic and much lower than what you're seeing in some of those US tech companies.
1: Yeah. I think one thing we're really proud of in 2020 is we've put up really solid performance without uh exposure on the publicly listed side to what we call, you know, quote unquote bubble stocks, where some stocks that you're not even quite sure uh how to even justify any reasonable valuation where these stocks are trading uh, are up multiples and multiples this year. And and to put up solid performance without exposure to those stocks, I think, is admirable. Uh, But you're absolutely right. There's no question a number of stocks in the US right now are in bubble territory. Uh, Bubbles can last a long time, by the way. Look at Bitcoin. Look at other things. Uh, So I'm not suggesting this is all going to come crashing down tomorrow or next week. Uh, but that's being said, a lot of these valuations are not sustainable. When you're trading at 100 times or 200 times forward sales, um, it just is not, I think, uh, a risk reward that most investors should be wanting to take when you can find a company that's growing almost as much or if not more on the top line and is trading at, uh, you know, three or four times sales or, or less. Uh, so that's where we choose to be right now, and I think you'll have multiple compression from some of these values, these bubble stocks, and we'll get some multiple expansion, and uh, it's setting us up for, I think, uh, a much uh,
0: more exciting year about performance potentially in two thousand and twenty-one and beyond. Fantastic. And and talking about two thousand and twenty-one and beyond, what what strategy or things are you? starting to think about now or and or any changes or modification for what you've been doing in the past?
1: Yeah. So I think one thing, uh, uh, this modest exit on the private side we had in November, uh, showed us we can make these exits a self-fulfilling prophecy where we can get into the companies, we can identify potential buyers of our stock or Advocate for those companies to go public on a US or Tel Aviv exchange or explore a sale to a competitor or strategic investor. And so I would like to think uh, 2021 could be the year of exits for us, where we could have uh, one or more uh, companies acquired um, for hopefully significant premiums to where we invested and certainly where we have them valued at our books. I think. For a number of months in 2020, a lot of the buyers were a little, little catatonic, a little paralyzed with the whole COVID thing. Uh, but there are plenty of companies with a lot of cash looking to grow, looking to deploy that cash. And we hope to take advantage of that because Israel has a tremendous number of companies that are, are, are doing really well. Uh, business-wise, but are not getting the recognition valuation-wise in the market, and and we can make that a self-fulfilling prophecy by uh, getting into those companies and helping them find uh, acquirers or buyers for for, for those companies.
0: Terrific, Justin. Well, look, thank you very much for that update. Uh, It's been very, very helpful. I hope you and your team have uh, a great new year and holiday period over there um hopefully you guys can get out on the snow slopes a little bit if anything uh, uh if you can't do anything else but hopefully we get to see you um down here in australia before too long and we can do this next update uh, uh person to person we love that i'm making my uh, 2020 skiing debut this weekend so
1: we'll see how that goes but uh Yes, I do miss the warm summer of Australia and seeing you once a year. And uh, hopefully, we'll get back to that uh, sometime in 2021. But thanks so much for catching up. Thank you for listening to Inside the Rope with David Clark. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You can connect with David by visiting codacapital.com.